Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This podcast is powered by Sports Drink. Your digital water cooler. Welcome, everybody, to the Caught in the Net podcast. Uh, co-host Dave Severance here, along with my good friend Mike Procopio. Sweet Chuck, how are we doing today? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> what are you doing, brother? You all right? That, I'm doing great. But one of these days, I'm going to ask you that, and you're going to say something besides fantastic. Oh, I'm going to put yeah. a word in the middle. And then Coach Livesey's going to hear it, and I'm going to have five emails um, <laughs> asking me why I swore during our broadcast, which I do anyway, but I just want to keep it from the opening. I'll, I'll wait till about minute 12 when you get off yeah. at about green jeans or whatever the hell it is. Oh, by the way, I left that in the apartment in Irvine. Remember uh, Rod Baker gave me the two yeah. things? I left it. I apologize. I'm sorry. Right. The sweet greens or the evergreen, whatever okay. the sponsor is. There's three people that listen to this podcast. They're not making millions of dollars based off sales from our podcast. Athletic greens, sweet Chuck. There you go. You know what I got? Obese greens. It's called getting a uh, getting a shamrock shake at McDonald's. Way better than sweet greens or athletic greens or whatever the place is called. Well, the friends of mine that have, have used it give a good review. So maybe one of these days they'll send us some free product since we're since we're pumping it here on our show. Well, besides you, I don't have any in shape friends, so none none of my friends use it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we're here on a on a uh, Friday afternoon. The uh, Eastern and Western Conference Finals have, have begun. Miami Boston one one. And the Warriors 1-0 over Dallas. Uh, we're, we're not here to talk about NBA stuff, but sweet Chuck, let me tell you, this Boston Miami thing is over. Boston's Boston, just yeah. better. Yeah, they're just better. Yeah, especially with Horford and Smart, they're just they're just a better team. And I love Miami. Yeah, they're one of my favorite teams. They're, they're right. I think they probably have the best coach in the league, but they're they're just not good enough. Yeah, it reminds me of when like LA beat the. Um... LA beat Chicago in game one in like 91 or 90. And then right, Chicago. Magic. Yeah. yeah. And they railroaded them four straight. 
And then yeah. when the late uh, Philly beat the Lakers in game one, when they had Shaq and Kobe and they got railroaded for four straight, that's what this reminds me of. Like yeah. they, they punched him in the face the first game, but now they got nothing left. Yeah, that, that was it. And Miami, they got, they got $50 million, you know, sitting over there, not playing 30 million is hurt with Lowry and 20 million with Robinson just doesn't play anymore. 90 million bucks. So that, side seat. Yeah. That's, that's really hard when you've got that much, that much of your, you know, cap just sitting there not contributing at all. So anyway, that hey. thing's over. And then, uh, we, then we got Luca tonight, sweet Chuck, trying to keep up with those warriors running around. Hey, Yo. hey, hey, is it is it legal in today's game to cut and move off the ball like that or no? Like the Warriors. Well, you watch I thought, that, I thought you couldn't do that. Well, without dribbling 46 times, yeah, but um yeah. they yeah. actually don't play like everybody else does and actually play basketball. So it's interesting <laughs> to watch. What do you want yeah. to talk about today? So anyway, that's yeah, that you know what today let's let's talk about wings, sweet Chuck. Wings. Wings, like the show in the 90s. No, the group with Paul McCartney. Mm. Oh, I didn't know Paul McCartney was in his own group. Yeah, you see, you're too young, sweet Chuck. He actually had a group called Wings. So we can go Wings. We can go Wings, the show, or we can go Wings, the food. Uh, uh, boneless, yes. Boneless. But uh, probably the only thing we really know about is Wings yeah. on the basketball court. Oh, there you go. All right, Wings, like twos and threes. Yeah, twos, threes, fours. I guess you could consider fours, you know, and especially in the NBA, they, they would be considered wings today, sweet Chuck. There are some fives that are wings that never play inside. So you're right. Yeah, no doubt. You're right. All so right. Anyway, that's kind of what we wanted. We want to talk about, uh, you know, how to develop and what we think, you know, wings should, should have, you know, to be an effective player. Right. Um, and, and, you know, as, as always, we're talking about high school, college and professional players. Sure. So, Okay. All right. So, so not kick us off here, sweet Chuck. What do we got? Let's let's go offense first. Um, well, and, and some of the some of the skills you think that are really important for good wing players to have. Well, Seb, let's, let's start with the most important one, one shooting, right? I mean, if you can't shoot and you're a wing player for the offensive side, you're gonna be handcuffed on what you can actually do and how much you can actually play if you can't make shots and stretch the defense. So Let's talk about that a little bit. What what are your feel? What's your feelings with shooting? Right. Not talking about shooting, but like the different situations in which the wing needs to be able to shoot. Okay. Well, first of all, I, you know they have they have to be able to make you know catch and shoots. Uh, let's start with the three point line and work in. They have to be able to make, you know, at at a pretty good you know. 38 to 45% on catch and shoot threes, mm-hmm. um, especially in the corners. Right. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, spot it up. I mean, if you're not, if you don't have the ball in your hand a lot and you have a really good point guard, say you have like, um, say you have Luka Doncic, say you have uh, Mike Conley, say you have, I, I don't know, Marcus Smart, say you have one, something like that. And then right. Like they penetrate, they get in the paint, they draw the second defender and they kick to you. You got to be able to make a shot. So yeah, corner three is important for sure. Yeah. And, you know, being able to run your lane and, and, and shoot on the move like that, it's, it's kind of a spot shot, but 
you know, you're still catching and shooting, but you got to be able to do it on the move, especially like running to the corners and running to the slots or the wing or the, uh, you know, the 45 wing out there above the break threes, I guess they call them now. Yeah. So yeah. So the spot up threes definitely from the corners. Cause that's the most potent shot. And then, I mean, I guess right. the five spots from three, you got to be able to be pretty good at, you know, knock them down when you, when you get the ball on ball reversal or a dribble kick or whatever. So yeah, being able to be very good from the corners, at least 40%, 30, high 30s, low, low 40s in the corner. And then you got to be able to at least shoot from a 36 to 38% clip, you know, probably from the other spot. Right. Um, then after catching shoots, you know, like spot shots and, you know, you know, playing off transition, playing off drive and kick. Yeah, you know the, the wings are probably the most um, the position that's most involved with you know pin downs, screens, uh, mm -hmm. and and guys coming off screens, you know flare screens, off the ball screens. Mm -hmm. So I think the, the the wing players have to be able to catch and shoot off screens probably more than any other position. Yeah, so that single double floppy stuff, and then also the wide pin, um, um, and then and then going back to the three point shots probably drifting in the corner and pulling up out of the corner and pulling over from right. the wing to the top based on where the pick and roll is being set uh, and what direction the ball hand was going to. Yeah. I, I would say that. And then going back to your point with the, uh, uh, the pin downs and, and the flares and things like that from the floppy set, as well as the wide stuff. Yeah, for sure. Would you put handoffs yeah. in the same category? Yeah. And I, it's, to me, a dribble handoff is a screen. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah it's a screen. Yeah, the only thing is the guy dribbling the ball, but yeah, and and so I I would say you know a wide angle pin down, you know coming out of the of the deep corner, yep, like you you talked about a floppy action coming actually like from underneath the basket, right, out off of the pin down to a catch and shoot, um, uh, it could be a flare screen, you know maybe you're up at the top and you catch a flare screen. Mm -hmm. So that's another possible, and then all the dribble handoff stuff that, that you talked about. So, Seb, you did, I mean, you did an unbelievable job with our guys um, in the pre draft training with, you know, with the off the ball handoff and the long curl stuff. You want to talk about that stuff? Because I think, I think the, the average workout guy, coach that works with players that listen to us, all three of them that do, um, would probably like to hear about it. You want to like maybe walk them through a few minutes of it? Sure. Sure. Okay. Well, you, you, let's start with what you, you mentioned uh, a long curl. Um, you know, imagine the ball's up at the top. It's usually a big and the ball's at the top with the big right. and, and the wing player is one of them's on the slot. The other one's in the corner. Right. Um, okay. Well, a, a long curl would just be the guy from the slot pins down on the guy in the corner. He sets the screen in the corner, man. Mm -hmm. So the corner man comes off of that screen and continues to come all the way up top as the big is dribble handoffing to the guy coming out of the corner. So that's what we call a long curl. And then you get the dribble handoff and you're trying to attack, not downhill, sweet Chuck. No downhill. To no. the basket. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> off that dribble handoff and looking to, you know, you know, make a, make a shot or make a play. So that would be coming out of the corner, that would be a long curl action. What are the what are the shots? Um, what are the three shots? Sam, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, no, that's a good question. The three shots coming out of that long curl would be 
you get the dribble handoff and you, you, you take one or two dribbles to escape from the trailing defender for a pull-up jump shot. Mm-hmm. Okay. You take one or two dribbles to escape from the trailing dribbler to get to your floater mm-hmm. and, and to keep. Um, so that, that's one shot. The second is you come off the long curl dribble handoff and you stop right behind the dribble handoff and you shoot. Okay. Right. Say the guy tries to shoot the grab going to the screen. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the second thing. Um, and then, and then the third thing coming off that long curl would be, um, it would be, you know, turning the corner and being able to get all the way to the basket and make a finish play at the basket, not a floater, not a jump shot, but actually getting past the charge circle and having to finish at the rim like that. So, so those are the three types of shots that come out of a long curl from the corner. Okay. Hopefully our listeners can imagine. No, I mean, I think, talking about. yeah, definitely. So you have the ball up top, the slot guy sets the screen for the, the guy in the corner and then the guy up top handoffs to the guy coming off and he eats, either shoots it behind the mm-hmm. handoff guy, one dribble, pull up, floater, or get into the rim. So that's pretty – I think they'll know about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. The second thing, Sweet Chuck, is what we call a tight curl. Mm-hmm. And so this is a real common action. So the slot guy would screen down for the, for the guy in the corner. Now the guy in the corner, you know, makes a tight curl off that screen and goes right to the rim. Right. Uh, a tight curl cut and goes right to the rim looking, looking for that mm-hmm. shot. Um, so then the, the, the slot player who sets the screen, mm-hmm. okay, as soon as the tight curl happens, he turns right back around and comes and gets the handoff. So he, so, and, and, and it would be the same, you know, type of shots that we're looking for. So, so Sev, uh, the, slot player. the player that you're working out now wouldn't be the corner guy. He'll be the slot. Right. And it would be the right? slot guy. Got it. Okay. He sets the he sets the screen and right. now comes right back off. And then the third thing, uh, Sweet Chuck, is being able to set a flare screen from the corner. Mm-hmm. Say you're the corner uh, player, wing player. Mm-hmm. You would set like a back screen on the slot man's defender. Right. And what they had, what players have to learn to do is to slip that back screen as soon as they sw- see a switch from the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they got to be able to slip that thing and go right to the rim. Mm-hmm. If they don't slip it, uh, you know, if they fight, if your defender, you know, tags, bumps, then you you would set the back screen and then come back for the dribble handoff from the big. So those are the three most common type of actions that we see uh, that we see for wing players in, in today in today's game. OK, so um, we got the spot up threes. We got the movement threes. We've got the pin downs and the handoffs and right. the, the handoff stuff that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, OK, so what's what's. Since I started off with the shooting stuff, what else, what's the next on your list of stuff that's important for the uh, wing development? Well, wing players have to be able to run pick and roll, play drive and kick, and make plays off the dribble. Okay. Okay. Especially you know, you, today's – I don't care what level you're at. If you, if you only have the point guard – that can run pick and roll or make, you know, drive and kick plays and you're in trouble. So mm-hmm. wing players today have to be able to run, run a pick and roll. They call it secondary pick and roll, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. but they got to be able to handle the ball and pick and roll drive and kick to get other guys shots. Um, and they have to be able to, you know, to break their guy down off the dribble and, and get to the rim. You know, and make a play at the rim. So driving the ball and playing in pick and roll 
uh, is the next thing I think it's really important for a wing player. So, uh, side, step up, mid, those three areas, Seb? Yeah, 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 yeah. A, a mid, mm -hmm. uh, a step up, a side, and then, you know, what we call an elbow pick and roll, you know, mm -hmm. horns pick and roll, whatever. Mm -hmm. So those are the four areas. That, and then drag screens, you mm -hmm. know, in transition. Those are really the five areas that wing players need to, to be able to execute in the pick and roll and then make shots off that. You know, if the guy goes under, make threes. If he, if he trails over the top, being able to get into the paint and make a floater or a two or a driving kick. Mm -hmm. So being a pick and roll ball handler is really important for wings. And then, you know, being able to just catch it on the wing and, and being able to attack middle and make a driving kick play mm -hmm. for, for a teammate. I think it is important for wing players. And they all have to be able to jump stop or stride stop and, you know, get under control and make plays from the paint. Yeah. I, I think from there, like to simplify things too, the footwork from the catch and go, being mm -hmm. able to catch and go without traveling, one dribble right, <laughs> one, well, one dribble strong side, one dribble weak side, two dribble strong side, two dribbles weak side for a catching one dribble jump shot, two dribble jump shot knowing what you're doing with your feet and then straight line drive finishes with either hand, being able mm -hmm. to just catch and go without traveling. I mean, as you've seen it and I've seen it, yeah. that's a, that's an uphill battle a lot of times when you're working with young players, because their footwork is so bad as far as not, you know, just consistently traveling when they catch and go. So spending right. time on that's important, I think. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, wing players have to be able to, understand the difference between, you know, attacking a closeout and catching the ball on the move mm -hmm. and catching the ball when there's not a closeout and just kind of squaring up and now really establishing that pivot for like you're talking about. There's, there's two different things. You know, say you catch it at the wing um, and, you know, and the defender has you squared up. You need to be able to be able to establish that pivot foot and play off of that. And the other scenario is you catch the ball and, and your guy's out of control, you know, with his closeout, being able to drive by him on the catch, too. So the two different things that wing players got to be able to do. So, and, you know, we're talking about off the dribble stuff now. They've got to be able to play pick and roll, play drive and kick, you know, play, play catch, square, drive, one dribble, two dribble, mm -hmm. and make a play or a shot. That, that's really important. I, I, I hope what our listeners are seeing, Sweet Junk, is, they're finding out that wings got to be able to do a lot of stuff. They they have to be the most versatile players. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no doubt. So, what's next? We Chuck, we have. Um, you know, I would we say have the spots we had. Yeah, I would say finishing, Sev, like using the backboard and having yeah. a touch around the basket, like floaters and stuff is important, obviously. But like being able to drive it and use the backboard, like I remember at Nike camp. Um, I remember at Nike camp when I don't know if it was Tate's locks rule or Herb Lizzie's rule where you couldn't dunk. You know, we had it all these Tate's. Talks. Yeah, we it had all Tate's. these. Yeah. And I asked him that. I said, why, Tate's, why would you do that? And he goes, you know, because, you know, NBA scouts want, were there evaluating. We had most of the first round there. And he goes, Seb, you good? Seb, you okay? Yeah, I'm here, sweets. Okay. No, I just want to make sure you're good. Um, no, I, was, I think my internet's a little slow today for some reason. Okay. <laughs> we had about 18 teams, 20 teams watching us work guys out. And I would ask him, I said, wouldn't they want to see him, you know, dunk and all that? And he goes, yeah, but I want to see him. I want them to develop their touch. And uh, I, I use that yeah, now. I don't I'll never forget that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget. And that's something I've tried to use. Uh, you know, when I work out bigs, you know, who, who dunk really easily, you know, mm -hmm. that's really an unskilled play yeah. to me. And you got to be able to make them finish. So finishing, you know, off their drive, I think is really important. Mm -hmm. um, excuse me, squeaks, euros, floaters, all that stuff, taking contact and finishing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Go ahead, sweet. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that our listeners should understand that, look, from the wing position, being able to catch it, you know, catch and shoot it, catch it and drive it, catch it and pull up from the mid-range, playoff movement, be able to, you know, pick and roll, playoff movement off pin downs, off handoffs. I think, and then I think next step is creating space. You got to be able to at least have something to go to if you have the ball in the wing, low shot clock, low game clock. So I'm a big fan of like being able to catch, jab and shoot, jab, right. jab and go strong, strong side for pull-ups and, and finishes and jab and go to your weak side, be able to pull up and, and finish. And then also step backs, you know, from the jab position. So, yeah, yeah, I think those are important as well. I, th I think, you know, playing at the end of a shot clock is, is, is obvious. And, and, you know, we're watching the playoffs now and, how many times do you see it when a, you know, a wing player ends up with the ball and there's five seconds on the clock and he's got to be able to create space. So that, this is where if I, if I'm working with, you know, two or more players, mm -hmm. we would play some one-on-one, -on -one, you mm -hmm. know, at the end from the wing yeah. and, you know, with, with a countdown on the shot clock, that's really important. Um, yeah. yeah. So be, being able to create, like you said, at the end of the clock is really important for wing players. And then let's be honest, like, like, I mean, not every player is going to play, you know, have the ball in their hand consistently, low shot clock, again clock. They're just not that many ISO guys that are true ISO guys. But being able to get open to get to that yeah. stuff. So, yeah. like, we work a lot. I remember Pete Newell doing a lot of, like, walking your man down and then posting him up and then popping out. Like, I'll do a lot of that with the wing players that we work with with draft to be able to get open, you know, right. I mean, especially when you're going to get denied not just, you know, running around and, and not doing anything, actually making contact, holding a seal and popping to get, you know, get to your kill spot, you know, what Kobe used to call it. So um, yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Getting, you know, L cuts, V cuts, whatever it is to get open, but see it, it at the end of a shot clock, it, it says the last possession of the game. Most of the times the wings are your, probably your best offensive players. They're most talented players. Mm -hmm. And they cannot be denied the ball. Mm -hmm. I mean, physically, you just you have to get that ball. Right. You know, whatever it takes, you got to get the ball, you know, and that's what you're talking about. Being physical, you know, getting your leg over the top. Mm -hmm. I mean, just get the ball. You got to get open. Um, so those, those are the things off the ball. Now, one of the things, the next thing I think, Sweet Chuck, that a wing player has to perfect, not perfect, but just be aware of is cutting. Um, you know, cutting opportunities from the slot, from the baseline, you know, from the top, you, you have to be able to know when to cut, you know, your, your defender turns his head. You have to have a feel for that. And it, it's so frustrating when you see, you know, offensively talented wing players who just stand, mm -hmm. you know, in the corner, stand on the wing or right. on the slot. What do you, what do you think? I think cutting is really an under taught skill, or maybe it's just, a basketball IQ thing that yeah. needs to be developed more. 
I mean, I think you could work on it and work out like just the actual cuts and cutting hard and all that. But I think on film, it's important. Right. And, and also in, in to sort of communicate. I remember doing just paying attention to this like my third year in Dallas, where I didn't give much time or thought to cutting. But then I'm watching pick and roll and I'm watching the five defenders like on film watching the ball. And especially the guy in that weak side corner, his man's just ball watching. And I'm like, look, if, if you either see the back of their jersey number with their name or you see him glance more than a second, you got to cut behind them into the rim area because you're going to be open. And, and two things, Sev, I think that are important is you, you're cutting it open for layups. Three reasons. You cut it open for layups or shots. You're cutting and then beating a guy and someone else has to leave their man to bump you and it opens up something else. Or the third thing is I cut to the rim hard. I don't get the ball, but I can get inside positioning for offensive rebounding. Now I know mm-hmm. spacing and all that you should space out, but if you're, if the, your matchup's going to be not looking at you and turning their back to you in sometimes some situations, you got to be able to cut, you got to be able to make, create mm-hmm. movement and sort of other opportunities in, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. No, I, the classic example of that. And, you know, last night I'm watching the Celtics game. I think it's in the first half and, you know, as soon as Jason Tatum gets the ball, you know, four, five sets of eyes are on him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and he's got the ball on the wing. And that oh, yeah, I think been, I saw that. Might have been a pick and roll or something, but Grant Williams, you know, Grant sees Williams. this guy turn his head and he makes a great corner cut, you know, and catches the ball for a reverse layup. So that's just one example. I, you know, if you want, if our listeners want to watch really good cutters, like to me, Mikhail Bridges mm-hmm. with Phoenix is one of the best cutters. Clay Thompson's a great off ball cutter. Yeah, you know who was great. Uh, those, in his, those are the two wings that come to mind. You know who was great in his first five or six years of his career was LeBron James. He was a great. Sure. Doesn't oh, cut as much yes. anymore, but I mean, in Miami, he was unbelievable oh. at cutting. Yeah, and, and he also put, you know, he was he he was a cutter you could just throw it up to. You know? Yeah, no doubt about it. But I mean, yeah, cutting hard to the rim really opened. Yeah, he he is a great. You're right. He is a, he was a great cutter. Yeah. Um, so that's that's cutting. Okay, and then kind of like cutting sweet chuck um is is being able to run your lane in transition and run hard in transition um i think it's really important and and like you said you're not always going to get the shot but you got to be able to run hard in transition to get to those deep corners or get for a layup if you're a wing player to open up spacing in the court um so you know and, and almost every team from high school to to the pros teaches you know the wings to get out and run wide in transition. So being able to run wide in transition and be able to get to those deep corners or, you know, make your 45 cut and get a layup, mm-hmm. you know, which we don't see much now, right? Almost everything, a wing runs in transition. Old school was we'd run for layups, you know, three on two drill, you know, run, you know, 45 cut, get the layup. Not anymore. Uh, now the game is if you don't get the ball thrown ahead to you for a layup, you run to the deep corner for three. It's amazing. So running in transition, uh, those first three steps especially is important for wing guys. Yeah. And then, you know, passing. I mean, you do such oh, – yeah. you, you do a million different passing drills with our, our pre-draft guys. I mean, it's so many great techniques to pass, like different angles and different types of passes, different <clears> hands and things. Yeah, I think being able to be, even if you don't have great vision as a wing player, but be an accurate passer, you know, be able to hit guys and throw strikes, you know, wherever they need the ball, like your spot up shooters and things and cutters. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's no doubt, Sweet Chuck. Um, you know, being able to pass the ball uh, as a wing player. But do you know what else is important, Sweet Chuck? Oh, here we go. Go ahead. Color cast. Of course. All right. Color cast. It's 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 coming, Sweet Chuck. It's out there, uh-huh. and it's becoming very very popular. Now, what is it? Okay. Well, it's like an app where you can interact with your 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 buddies, your fans, other athletes in real time. You know, watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns. You can go to the Colorcast app, you know, and you can pr- you create your profile, link it to your Twitter, and then you can join like chat groups and talk about your team, you know, the win, the loss, all that stuff, you know, in real time. And always Colorcast, sweet Chuck, come with your spiciest takes. Of course. I mean, I like bland. I'm not a spicy fan, but I'll, I'll, I'll come up with my bland takes. And, I, and I'm also going to go to black. I'm, I'm still on a lifetime subscription to black and white cast. I don't know if I'm ready for a color cast yet. I'm a, I'm a I love Lucy type of fan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right, right. Ralph Cramden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so wings in their passing. Uh, you know, you got to be able to make transition passes up the court. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to make pick and roll passes. You have to be able to make drive and kick passes. And the lost art, sweet Chuck, of the post-entry pass. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many times does it drive you crazy? You see NBA guys, you know, can't get the ball into the post. Yeah, it's crazy. So I mean, no. crazy. So, I mean, yeah, I, 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 ball you know, there's not many post-ups in the pro game, but in high school and college, there's a lot. There's a ton. And you got to be able to get that ball from the wing into the post, you know, fake a pass, make a pass, all that stuff. So, yeah, I agree. Those, those are the passes for the, for, the, uh, for the wing players. Yeah. Um, the next thing, Sweet Chuck, is the post game. Sure. Talk to us about, you know, the, the, the wing and the post-up game a little bit. Well, not every wing player is like a strong physical kind of guy that could, ba- you know, back you down type like Jordan, Kawhi, Kobe, but like at least getting them to the mid post or the high post, like the elbow isolation, being able mm-hmm. to, you know, catch the ball, you know, what I like to do, Sev, is not have have the player catch at the elbow and not turn their back to the middle. So, like, if I'm a righty or a lefty, I would open up on an inside pivot on one. I always want to keep my – at the high post, I'd like to keep my, you know, my pivot. Like, if I'm a righty, I want my right foot free and lefty, my left foot free. So, like, on right. one elbow, I would inside pivot. On the second – on the next elbow, I would front turn to keep my pivot foot consistent. Sure. So I'd, I'd like for them to be able to catch and shoot from the jump stop, open up and shoot, jump stop, open up, go the other way for a layup, jump stop, go the other way um, for a jump shot, and then go uh, jump stop, open up, go the other way for a step back. So like yeah. I'd like for that package of like four moves and, you know, to be efficient because I think on the open up, the defender is going to react and lean one way, sure. opening up the other side of the floor on the drive. Yeah, and if you're interested in what Sweet Chuck's talking about, he's he's basically talking about box drills. Box drills. Yeah, yeah. Go to gymratbasketball.com, Sweet Chuck, and go. go to the content area where it says drills. Click on that, and see? Uh, you'll see the you'll see the box drills. I'm, I'm said, also that, plugging my website. That's an advertisement that I'll actually use. So, <laughs> you know, gymrat.com. Gymratbasketball.com. Sweet I Chuck. apologize. Gymratbasketball.com. There you go. That's 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 a, that's an advertisement I could actually get behind. <laughs> hey, because a lot of times, you know, high post play is post play too. 
you know, yep. most plays just not down the block. No, but I mean, now you can go into Sev, you can go into now the, the actual like bat, like if you got a stronger guy, uh, a yeah. Norman Powell, um, yeah. you know, like Grant Williams, a Kawhi, you know, someone like that, that has a little bit more beef to him that could, and strength that could back a guy down. What would you suggest to a bigger, stronger wing player? Well, I would suggest, you know, two really good go-to moves that you can use from either block. You know, you don't need 56, you know, Hakeem Olajuwon post moves. You know, that's just not, that's just not practical today. But if you have one or two from each block, you know, maybe it's getting to the middle hook or the dribble drop or whatever it is that, that your strength is, you got to be able to have one or two of those uh, that, that you can be able to make go into the basket and then a counter off of those. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't need a million post moves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and one, one or two of those moves is probably going to be some sort of, uh, jump hook, you know, ability to get to your jump hook. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, obviously up and unders and counters off that and stuff, uh, turnaround jump shots, those things. So keeping it simple in the post, if you're a wing player, you know, have one or two really good go-to moves. Yeah. Um, so that's post play, sweet Chuck. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing that's important for a rebound, uh, for a wing player is rebounding. You got to be able to rebound at both ends. Sure. And sure. one thing, one thing that you know, if you as our listeners watch these playoffs, I think I think Van Gundy is really good at pointing out that nobody boxes out anymore. Nobody does, and especially you know from the corner, you have great offensive rebounding chances from the corners mm-hmm. because nobody nobody even really looks anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, offensive rebounding uh, is 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 a skill I think that's there for wing players, and obviously you have to be able to defensive rebound too. Yeah. I mean, I think like, like I tell players I break down film for that. Hey, the by the way, yeah, hoopconsultants.com. I'm going to plug yours. Oh, there you go. Uh, and, and, and Sweet Chuck does an unbelievable job breaking down players' film and, and going over it with them. Now, we're talking like high school players, college players, pro players. It doesn't matter. Nah. Uh, hoopconsultants.com will break down that film. And, and walk you through everything that, you know, needs to be improved and everything that you're doing correct. I appreciate so anyway. that. So I have the checks in the mail, by the way. But um, <laughs> It's really good. But like, like what I notice just watching like human nature, I tell players right. on the offensive end, I said, if your coach wants you to crash, the first second and a half to two seconds of a shot, don't even look at the ball. Like what you should be doing is getting that inside position. So I tell a player, when you know someone else is going to shoot, I sprint in because everyone's watching the ball. Like everyone looks up at the shot for the first couple of seconds. No one's looking to box out like Van Gundy said. Like, so when that shot goes up, I say, get that inside position. Now you may never not get the ball sometimes because the ball may not come to that, that area. But if, if you get that inside position and inside positions gotten in the first two seconds of a shot. So if you could sprint in, get inside position close to the basket, you're golden because everyone's looking up. Don't look up sprint into a spot and then look if you can get it you get it but i think so because what happens is you look up and then when you try to get in for the layup i mean get in for the offensive rebound three or four seconds in you're going to get boxed out most likely but if you get in that inside spot you got it if that ball comes to you you're going to get it most of the time so right. i don't know i think getting that and, inside position and especially especially with working 
working yourself to the baseline mm-hmm. and then rooting your guy up into the key. Yeah. You know, if you if the quicker you can get to that baseline and then work your way up for offensive rebound position, that, that's a really important. Sure. And then wings obviously have to be able to defensive rebound. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, box out. Just, and all that. Yeah. yeah, you have to be able to box out. Um, so I think I think that's all the offensive stuff, sweet Chuck. I got one now, more thing. I got one what more else thing. you got? Using fakes and getting to, you know, getting to the free throw line. Just using fakes before yeah. and after drives. You know, like the shot. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Faking on dribble pickup and faking before you dribble. Yeah, the, that's to me, sweet Chuck, right now. Um the best player in the league at using that dribble, that shot fake to get to the foul line is Jimmy Butler. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, he's terrific. I mean, if, if you want to watch somebody use the, the shot fake before and after the dribble pickup, watch Butler. Yeah. Uh, he, he's really good at it. Because this, and, yeah. There's, yeah. A diff- there's a difference between guys who get to the line like uh, James Harden versus the Jimmy Butler. Like Harden will yeah, just different use ways. That. He'll yeah. use those tricks that no one can really use except an elite level player that like all those like little tricks to like flail and stuff where Jimmy Butler uses fake or initiates contact. Like that's more of a average player can use those versus the stuff that James Harden uses. Yeah. Yeah. Any high school player can, can learn how to shot fake. Yeah. You know, before he shoots, before he dribbles and after he picks up the dribble. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a skill that, that that's a good one, sweet check. I've forgotten about that. And then, you know, go to the line and be able to be an 80 percent foul shooter minimum. Yeah. Get to the line. If yeah. You're a good player. You should be able to get to the line four times a game. Yeah. Yeah. Four yeah. times. And now think about it. It's, it's like if you want to be like a 13 or 14 point a game player, like imagine if you're getting to the line, you're an 80 percent shooter and getting the line four times. Well, three out of the 12 points right there is from the free throw line. Like, right. if you could sprint the floor, cut in transition, you should be able to get at least one cut basket a game, at least one to two transition baskets a game, and three free throws. You're up to like nine points without even really trying all that hard, you know, without making yeah, a without one making shot. a three or without making a jump shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not okay. Yeah, that's not great. Go ahead, bud. Well, the last thing you know, we have to talk about. You know, wings being versatile defenders. Sure. Because we talked about all this offensive stuff. Now you got to be able to defend all this stuff. Yes. You got to be able to defend in the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to defend post ups. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to sprint back in transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to defend isolation at the end of the shot clock. Right. Um, you have to be able to get through screens, get through dribble handoffs. Um, so, uh, much like the, the versatile offensive player a wing is, the wings have to be the most versatile defensive player as well. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of being able to be a defender. First of all, like stay on the floor without fouling the best you can. Now, everybody says that, defend without fouling, and, and that's important. But like being able to limit the fouls and, and defend without fouling, in my opinion, especially from a wing player, is being able to defend the perimeter, without like very much limiting the fouls holding on the perimeter. Like if you can cut that 80% down and, and stay on your feet with jump shooters that fake or jump shooters in general and don't leave your feet and you're not fouling jump shooters and you're not, and you're cutting your holds 80%. 
I think you could be a, a pretty good team defender, even if you're not an athletic kid or a long arm guy or, a, a, you know, long arm player or, you know, have size. Right. So if you could stay on your feet with on right. jump shots and you could defend and show your hands at all times and contest every shot, I think you could be a pretty good defender and, and limit those fouls. Yeah. And two, two key things you mentioned, showing your hands, mm-hmm. because especially high school players, they play with their hands so much. And, you know, most of the wing players in a high school game get called for reaching, holding because they don't show their hands. Mm-hmm. And the second thing that drives me nuts at all levels is fouling jump shooters. Oh, God. Uh, especially three-point jump shooters. Um, yes. So, you know, if your coach isn't teaching you the proper way to close out without fouling, you know, shame on the coach. Um, but that that's really two things I think are key, showing your hands and then not fouling jump shooters. And the next thing defensively is body position. So much of a fouling, you know, becomes from poor – body position relative to the play relative to where the ball is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you have poor body position, then you're going to be slow to react and uh, you're going to be able to, not going to be able to you know, defend without fouling post defense. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. got to be able to, you know, guarding the post, you know, three quarter denying the ball, that sort of things. Wing uh, players have to be able to switch on to a big and, and front the post with proper technique and physicality. Mm-hmm. because you're going to be called upon to, to front the post from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are really important. And then, you know, guarding a guy one-on-one at the end of a shot clock without giving up the rim, without fouling and, you know, making him shoot contested twos. That's why I think in workouts playing one-on-one is so important. It's just as important for the defender to get his work in mm-hmm. and, and position yourself to, to, to play without fouling, position yourself to not give up the key and not give up the paint. Yeah, too many coaches, I think, yell about defensive stuff, but like they'll yell in film or maybe they'll yell, um, maybe they'll yell at some scrimmages, stuff that you mess up on defense, but you don't do enough of it like one on one or correct it in one on ones and two on twos and three on threes. They think it's like a circus game or something that you're just going to watch and it's a, you know, you know, get guys some shots and you get get some reps. But like, I think you should be able to correct those things in one on one and two on two, <laughs> because like, and now right. it sets the tone. But all you want to do is yell on film and yell like in scrimmages and stuff, or yell at at, at halftime or whatever, instead of actually like really correcting it day to day. Like, I think whatever you do to really instill habit with your players, it's got to be day to day. It just can't be. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be every day. You're yeah. absolutely right can't hit a boiling point and then you scream about it. It's got to, you got to give them some warning first, you know, it's like yeah. eating bad chili. You know what I'm saying? It gives you warning before, <laughs> before you got to do what you got to do. Uh, well, you know what I got to do right now, sweet Chuck. Nap. No, I gotta, I gotta read you. I gotta read you this uh, next copy. Please do. Athletic greens. Ah, right. there you go. Athletic greens. Yeah. One scoop in the morning with your water, sweet Chuck. It's less than a dollar. Uh, all the minerals and vitamins that you need throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everything I read and, every, and people I talk to say it's great. Still, still have yet to try it, but who, Athletic who, Greens. Who are the people you're talking to? The people from Athletic Greens? Yeah, them and Rod Baker. Oh, Rod Baker. By it. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. No so Athletic Greens, you know, one scoop in the morning, Sweet Chuck, you're good to go for the whole day. How pissed is Rod Baker going to be that he took like two packets out of his box to give it to me so you could taste it and i forgot to give it to you shit 
Not very bright. And that was almost a month ago, sweet. That was about a month ago. Yeah. But to my credit, you did Um, step in my house like 10 times in in Irvine and never asked about it. But it's my fault. I'll take, I'll take it. And I forgot to ask you. It was in the cupboard, too. It's in that cupboard. I know exactly where it is. I might be able to break into that apartment and and get it, but. And I've been. I've been snooping through your cupboard, sweet Chuck. So I, that's my, I should have seen it. Hey, yeah. by the way, yo, I've never seen a guy with so many snacks in his cupboard. Dude, if rep one goes out of business, it's not because they're not signing clients. It's because I'm pilfering water, like 20 bottles a day. And then at least $14 in snacks a day. I'm, I'm, I'm pilfering from that spot. I mean, they got the, and just so our snacks. listeners understand. Just so they understand, though, the snacks are healthy, so it's all yeah. good. The healthy snacks. Sure. Yeah. If, you know, if uh, athletic, the last thing on defense, we, yeah. if Athletic <laughs> Greens fucking, you know, if Athletic Greens, you know, gave us gave a shit about us, I they'd be sending it to us, so I'd have all Athletic Greens stuff in my cupboards, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No. So go ahead. All right. Before we wrap up, the last thing, defense here, uh, and it's hard, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to replicate unless you're playing, you know, three and three, four and four, five and five mm-hmm. is help defense. You know, you got to be able to be a, a good help, you know, where weak side defender. Yeah. And again, if you, if you have multiple players and play one-on-one, two-on-two, whatever, you could, you could sort of simulate it a little bit. And if you don't, then you got to do it on film. Like I, I got, again, on my oh, breakdowns, right. I'll talk about on the ball defense is all about technique. Off the ball defense is right. mostly about positioning. Like I think that that, you know, those things are important. But off the ball defense, especially like, you know, not not getting your teammates, not leaving them on an island, and always be in position to help or help the helper. Like if you know if, if someone else steps up to help, and then you got to slide down and get their per their their the person they're defending. So I think all that stuff's important. Right. Yeah. For sure. Right. Um. I think that covers everything on the wings. We check. I think our listeners are kind of maybe be overwhelmed a little bit. Wow. That's a lot of stuff. Well, yeah. 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 No doubt about it's, it. It's a lot of stuff that they got to be the most versatile players on the court. Um, you got to coach them up during these workouts, man. And you got to tell them, look, I mean, talk to them about where, no yeah, you got to talk to them where they're going to be getting the ball and, and the shots that they need to hit and sort of, you know, what goes into being good at their position to help them stay relevant as long as they can, you know, and that's yeah, it. And, 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 and a lot, and a lot of wing players, especially at the pro level, you know, they can't do all those things we just talked about. No, they can't. I mean, if they could, they'd be Michael Jordan, no doubt, or Kobe Bryant. But if you can, if, if you can, you know, perfect a corner three or a cut or a secondary handle in a pick and roll or vision in a pick and roll to make the correct pass, you know, now you give yourself a better chance to play more minutes. You know, you're not going to be able to, you know, be a 10 at everything. But if you can become a, a good, you know, defender and three-point corner shooter, you know, Jay Crowder, P.J. Tucker, those type of guys, um, you know, you can play. So spot up don't shoot. have to be able to do them all. No, but spot, you got to do something. You got to be – at some point, someone's going to say, well, I'm putting Dave Severns in the game because he could do this. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't just be, well, he's okay at these things. He's okay at like nine things, but he's not really good at anything. Like those players are the ones who sit on the bench. 
You right. gotta be, they, they, they're the ones you put in for like four seconds just to follow somebody. Like <laughs> right. you know, they, they're not, right. like, you gotta be good at something. And, you know, if you can catch and shoot and drive to the basket and maybe one dribble pull up, you're, you're in good shape. No, know something about defense, but like the pin down. Yeah. Stuff, hey, what's the, yeah. What's the new phrase we Chuck that came up with about 10 years ago, three and D. Oh, three and D. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some coach speak for you. The million things in coach speak. Three and D. He's a good three and D player. I mean, how many times are you going to hear Doris Burke say it throughout the year? I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> oh, Doris, bless her heart. No doubt. Yeah. Um, anyway, sweet Chuck, today's episode of Cotton Net uh, is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. Rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or social. Uh, Sports Drink is, uh, you know, the proud sponsor of Cotton and Net, too, Sweet Chuck. I don't know how proud they are, but they're our sponsor. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big water cooler fan anymore, Sav. I, I, there's too many germs. I just get my own bottle, so I, I don't go to the cooler yeah. anymore. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess everybody needs a digital water cooler, right? Yeah. Yeah. And all, the, all they ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Uh, not let the funk out. Okay. I got it. Everybody wants to funk in, right? Yeah. 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 We'll funk them. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Funk them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. Uh, anyway, sweet Chuck, um, as we wrap up here, um, we got another couple of weeks of pre-draft workouts. We had the lot, the draft. Hey, the draft lottery might be the most overhyped, uh, to me, in my opinion, I mean that that shows a waste of time. Seb, what's I mean, worse? That, that whole draft show, dude. Yeah. What's what's oh. worse though, Seb? Oh. The draft lottery or the first forty-five minutes of the draft, where all the players come out in their suits and they come down like the like the like like they're like they're on Fashion Week and they're coming down and you got to see them yeah. parade around in those in those suits. Oh boy, yeah. I mean, yeah, everything. It, it's, everything un- it's, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, whoever produces that show, I think they need to call them in for a little chat. Sure. That, that, thing, that thing didn't go well. But anyway, we're past the lottery now. We're into the, to the last uh, three or four weeks of the playoffs. And then uh, draft summer league, sweet Chuck. And we'll, be, uh, we'll wrap up our pre-draft work by then. And then you and I will be into our summer schedule where we're traveling around doing camps and working with players. Sure. Why not? And, why not? Uh, we're both looking forward to that trip to Greece in the end of June, right, Sweet Chuck? Sure. You'll be going to Greece, and I'll probably be going to, like, Tijuana or something. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. So. All right. Well, until next week, everybody, thanks for joining us, and you've been caught in the net.